Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2067. Today we're celebrating, actually all week we're celebrating the Friends of Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show that takes place June 5th on the beautiful campus of the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. To get your ticket and learn a lot more, go to stevemcqueencarshow.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Chino, California, with a very special guest by the name of Wedrick. Campbell Wedrick, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear and are you ready to release the clutch? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's rock. Yeah, I think you are. You're a guy that likes to go fast and be around things that go fast. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? <laughs> Funny story is my first time driving stick or manual transmission uh, was in my dad's Toyota pickup truck, which I immediately crashed into the fence. Oh, no. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have those problems now, but for someone who, you know, loves cars and loves driving cars, uh, to know that's kind of how I started is definitely not a. Uh, not the best story, but it makes for a funny one, if you will. Yeah, well, I'm glad everybody was okay. I'm sure your dad got a little uh, furrowed brow <laughs> after that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He wasn't too happy. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting teaching kids. I taught both my kids how to drive stick shift on a 1972 Porsche 911 S that I had. And my wife said, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, you know what? Forever they can tell that story. I wish I could tell that story that that's how I learned how to drive a stick. But I actually learned on a beach in Mexico in a dune buggy, uh, if you will, that my aunt had. And she took me off down the beach and said, hey, you want to learn how to drive a stick shift? And I think I was 13 or 12 or something like that and had to kind of okay. put a put a pillow behind me. But there was nothing to hit except the ocean. So <laughs> I was in a better environment than you were, right? Yeah, for sure. No doubt you're doing a much better today, so let me give you a proper introduction. Wedrick Campbell and his lovely wife, Yvonne, own First Place Visuals. They offer brand and lifestyle photography, drone photography, high-speed action videos and photos, event coverage, and social media solutions. They also cater to lifestyle products and portrait needs. Wedrick's lifelong passion for cars, racing, and riding fuel uh, fueled his passion for subject matter, and having grown up with movies like Top Gear and Days of Thunder uh, added gas to that fire, no doubt. First Place Visuals is a big part of this year's Friends of Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show. It's a perfect fit for their passion for cars and bike and promoting events and individuals and businesses. What a fun business you've created. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so give them a little listen, and we'll be right back. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for anything Mother Nature can throw our way. It's very soft, breathable, and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces, providing maximum UV, rain, dust, and snow protection. Add their gust guards for windy conditions for extra protection. Their five-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft. 
Covercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word yeah, Y-E-A-H, Two one at checkout. Yeah, twenty one at covercraft.com. Covercraft protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, Wedrick, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into the corner about how you and Yvonne got involved in this business, because I love stories like yours. You took your passion for motorcycles and cars and figured out, how can I make a career around this? And by golly, you guys did it. Your business is all about doing that for clients. So how did this get started and how did you get involved in this? Uh, well, thank you very much, Mark, for having me and uh, asking, because uh, it's it's truly an honor um, to be sitting here having this conversation with you, talking about myself and first place visuals. To be honest, maybe about ten years ago or so, I had kind of mentioned to Yvonne I'd like to be a photographer or uh, get in line with something of professional photography. And for whatever reasons, I I didn't move forward with it. And I'd always had a camera in my hands, and I always enjoyed taking photos and creating my art, if you will. And it wasn't until uh, recently I was employed at a motorcycle dealership and everything was going great. Um, I was actually doing sales there and I had also done auto sales in the past. So I knew my way around a dealership and uh, the sales process. And I immediately right out of the gate was doing, you know, really big numbers right in line with their senior salesperson and raking in tons of five-star reviews and things like that and making the impact that I said I would. And the dealership then brought in some new personnel and the entire dynamic of the dealership changed uh, where the customer experience definitely fell by the wayside. And that's always been my approach in sales is providing an amazing and or differentiated customer experience. When I was at Lexus, I would actually take customers out for breakfast or for coffee, uh, maybe even during a test drive, offer to grab a smoothie at a local Jamba Juice, et cetera. Just really make it something different. Wow, that's cool. Thank you. And 
unfortunately, we really couldn't find a way to make things work with everyone. And where I was at at uh, my point in life, or at that point in life, I, I felt it no longer was in alignment with who I am or who I wanted to be. So I then made the decision to part ways. And I kind of did a number sort of like yourself, where I was, you know, sort of at home taking care of Yvonne, who had recently gone through uh, surgery, having two discs replaced in her neck. And I was, you know, just tossing around some ideas and I, I had a camera and I had definitely developed my photography skills and my editing skills. And um, early on that year, I acquired my drone pilot license. And I said, you know, I said, we have all the equipment. I have my license. You know, why don't we do this full time and professionally where we can enjoy being out, you know, with cars and motorcycles and going to tracks and events and creating that experience for people. You know, we kicked it around a bit and outlined a business model and started to put together a few different things, such as our website and SEO stuff and Google listings, the whole nine logo, you name it. And yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a trek since. And I've just been really grateful because it has created some amazing opportunities, such as uh, the Friends of Steve McQueen show that we have been involved with and we're now on the committee for. So that's been incredible. And we've met some great people through there. And uh, we've been to quite a few tracks now. And uh, I recently had an opportunity to shoot for the SCCA, which is amazing because I used to watch a lot of the SCCA series races as a kid on Speed Channel or Speed Vision. So it's it's been incredible. It's been incredible. You know, it's a wonderful story, and it's one I've heard from many guests here. They're in a career that perhaps they like, and then things change through no fault of their own. In your case, new dealership ownership and a new direction, and it just wasn't what you felt. Boy, I was trying to think the last time I went to buy a car and somebody took me for a smoothie. I don't know that that <laughs> ever happened. But uh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, gosh, things have changed. We could do a whole show on the difference of how the car buying experience is happening now. Um, uh, it's almost as if people are going away and people just buy things online and you never talk to anybody, but that's for another another time. But I love the story and the fact that you took what was a difficult time. Your wife was uh, recovering. I had the same situation when I left my last career and was trying to figure out what to do and was needed to be home to care for my wife and had to figure out something to do at home. And lo and behold, we got this thing called Cars Yeah that uh, instigated. But I think it's a wonderful story. And I want to talk a little bit more about your involvement with the Friends of Steve McQueen Car Show because I've promoted this show over the years. I've been to the show. It's one of these really unique venues in a car show. Number one, it's in incredibly inexpensive to go to. I can't think of any other car show that's so inexpensive. And you can find out, listeners, if you go to the uh steamequeencarshow.com website you'll see uh but it's got so much diversity in it as far as what you see which is really cool how does the show and how do you guys relate at first place visuals to the show of what you do for the show i mean it seems like a wonderful marriage yeah yeah it, it really is you know it's, it's kind of funny how we got involved in the first place as uh, when we had just started first place visuals we were doing our best just to get out to as many big shows or big events shake hands pass out business cards uh take pictures capture video you know gather content uh for our social media website things like that and we actually met a wonderful friend of ours uh by the name of michael dolphin we met him 
and a friend of his at the LA Auto Show. And after we had met, we talked about uh, working together in some sort of capacity or another. And uh, shortly after, we had a photo shoot with a client of ours who had a beautiful custom BMW Cafe racer bike. And we really wanted to put it in a complimentary environment for the bike and make for a magical photo shoot. And so we reached out to Michael and asked him, you know, like, hey, you know, by any chance, do you know of anyone or do you have any you know, places in mind? He had mentioned the Boys Republic, which I had been to the previous year for the Friends of Steve McQueen show and took some photos there. Um, but that didn't quite pan out, but we did end up getting a fantastic location through a friend that he referred us to uh, by the name of Christian, who is another great, great guy. And he's also involved with Friends of Steve McQueen, as is Michael. And so after we did the photo shoot, we spoke with Christian a bit more. And before you know it, we kind of uh, were offered the opportunity to help out and you know utilize our abilities and services. And we were all for it, especially with what Boys Republic represents and gives back to the community and to the youth. We just absolutely fell in love with that story. And I've been someone who has grown up through some unfortunate times, so I could definitely relate. And I've always done my best when given the opportunity to give back. Yes. I think it's extremely important. And it's something that also is very fulfilling. And so when we were presented with the opportunity, we were all hands on deck. Absolutely, we're happy to help. And so with our ability to capture media, editing photos video the drone stuff the whole nine uh we really thought that we could provide you know an elevated experience for followers and or the people who are interested in the show or even helping to spread the word about the show in general and i realized when i was at the show last year that uh, there were a lot of fantastic things about the show uh, not just the cars or the bikes or even the atmosphere, but one of the things that I just was amazed about uh, was the the older steam engines. And yes, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you came into the show, I was just mesmerized. I was like, "What is this?" You know, and <laughs> yeah, um, it's something I myself had never seen before. And so, um, with that, I, I definitely was excited at the opportunity to be a part of this. And as was Yvonne, as she also. Uh, love the message you know as far as the boys republic provides and what they do for the community and for troubled youth and um so it's been something that we've been very fortunate to be a part of and uh, we definitely hope to continue to be a part of and help out and we're looking forward to the show and we even recently uh had the opportunity to kind of uh do a trial run if you will uh with the porsche 356 club and the international swap meet Oh, yes. And uh, we covered that show and put together an awesome video and uh, captured some amazing content and photos and had a great time there. I know for myself, whenever I see uh, Yvonne, you know, at one of these events or at the track or whatever, and she's smiling from ear to ear, or she says, oh, I've been smelling so much, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's rewarding in its own, you know? Yeah. And it makes me also feel very happy to have her with me and uh, to be doing it together. And so, you know, the marriage couldn't be any more perfect as, you know, Friends of Steve McQueen show is not just 
cars and it's not just bikes, but it's a culmination of everything, if you will. And we absolutely love it and are really looking forward to this year's show. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, be able to make it even more special than last year. Well, no doubt. And I mean, who doesn't love Michael Dolphin? He's like the best guy ever. He was my guest <laughs> on Monday of this week. And if any of you listeners missed that show, you got to go back. Michael's one of these guys that when you meet him, you just fall in love with him. I mean, he's just the nicest person. You can tell there's a genuine heart behind that guy of yeah. wanting to help others and plus he's a car guy <laughs> loves Porsches loves loves all sorts of cars so uh yeah it's a perfect mix and very nicely said what you did there and you're you've truly figured out the secret sauce to life combining your passion with your career and also you figured out the real secret sauce to life and that is giving back to others. Let's talk a little bit about what I call a driving inspiration, a person who's been a great mentor, a very helpful, influential person in your life. Uh, that's a great question. To be honest, that is one thing that I have been telling myself that I could probably really use um, is, is a good mentor, especially as I move forward with this new business and uh, in life in general. But I do have an exemplar if you will. And that is a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Paul. And I met Paul a little, I want to say a little over 12 years ago while in Okinawa, Japan. And Paul was active duty Air Force. Um, and he was just a great guy. And it's really strange how we came together um, as a car guy myself. And he was a car guy himself. And uh, he was doing, you know, things over there on the island as far as cars and racing. And he was building out a incredibly fast and well put together um, Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution 2. Um, unfortunately, we, we don't have those here in the States. But it, it was just an awesome small little car. And I got to ride with him one day, you know, throughout throughout the island. And just to see how well he drove and to hear him talk about cars and driving, I was just mesmerized. And so he was a bit older than myself. And so he was someone I, you know, looked up to. And I told myself, this is a person who I would love to continue to have a relationship with and continue to, you know, know and hang out with and have in my life. And so uh, coming back full circle, you know, I just saw Paul uh, maybe about two weeks ago. Cool. Uh, he was, yeah, he was at the... City of Industry, American Super Camp, I think that's what it is. And that's basically where uh, he's doing like flat track training um, on a motorbike. And uh, it's an awesome facility. I'd never been there before. But I just offered to show up and shoot some photos for him and uh, capture some video as he's working his way to get sponsorship um, to possibly ride Superbike. Wow. Yeah, within the next year or two. And one of the things that has just been absolutely amazing about Paul is that despite, you know, he's probably now close to 20 years, my senior, despite his age and despite everything else, he even uh, went through a crazy back surgery a, a couple years ago. He's just an incredible guy to where he even recently raced in Moto America at Laguna Seca. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. In the, in the twins cup. So very aspiring person. And, he has kind of made a name for himself and he has like his own business and you know he's in great shape and just there's just so many things that I just find you know awesome about Paul and his character and he's always been kind to me and it has helped me out um, to where he's definitely been someone who 
I can consistently look at it and say, man, if I could be, you know, like this person 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I would be a happy camper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul sounds like somebody you need to introduce me to and get him on this show. What an inspiration. You know, people come into our lives sometimes and if you don't pay attention and take advantage, and I don't mean take advantage of them, but take advantage of that beginning relationship and build on that by giving back as well as taking. And if you both do that, uh, man, yeah, and create a li- you can create a lifetime friendship there. Paul sounds like a wonderful person. Person. You're very fortunate to have run into him. I'd like to meet him. We'll take a short yeah. break. When we come back, I want to talk about a big challenge. So keep that thought in mind, and we'll be right back. Sounds great. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because, well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. You know what? We are all wired differently and not everyone needs to go to a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and one can build a solid career as an auto, diesel, or collision technician. They're no longer blue-collar jobs, they're new-collar careers, as the technology and skill sets have become so advanced. Support career and technical education by getting involved with TechForce Foundation. It's a Cars yeah charity of choice. Learn more at techforce.org. So, Wade Rick, let's talk about this. I always bring it up in this show. Big challenge, big failure, big obstacle. doesn't really matter what it is, although that sets the tone. It's really more about the lesson learned, how you carried that valuable lesson forward in a positive way. So take us on a bit of a, a rough journey. Um, let's see here. So, you know, there's, there's peaks and valleys in life, and I definitely have my share of those. One in particular was uh, after coming back from Okinawa, Japan, I was going through separation, divorce, and um, that that took a toll, uh, most certainly, and I found myself back in my parents, um, but it was 
a weekend after living with my parents that I said, you know what, this, this isn't going to get me where I want to be or where I need to be. And I've always felt that being uh, independent in a sense and uh, creating opportunities or finding opportunities for myself or on my own are probably a much better way to go than to depend on my folks or anyone else really for that matter. So that's something that I made a huge move on was to leave my parents home um, and kind of find my own way. And so I did. Um, and this was when I lived in Arizona. And after that, I just started to have like this snowball effect in my life where things just as they got a little bit darker, worser, worse, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they started to pick up. And they, they started to get better and progression kicked in and things only started to get better and better. And then I met Yvonne and, you know, she's been just an absolutely amazing gift in my life. And uh, same with, with the kids um, as she, you know, had two kids of her own coming into the relationship, which I met at a very young age. But I told her, I said, hey, if I meet the kids and we hit it off right from the back we know we have a good shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we did. We hit it off right from the back, uh, right off the back with the kids. And I fell in love with them and vice versa. And uh, from there, you know, we've been on this incredible journey and we've definitely grown and learned a lot. And I think that if anything, through trials and tribulations, I think it's important for us to have that mentality of to not give up. Mm -hmm. And even when it looks like it's not going to get better or you, you really are in a bad spot, just don't give up. And if anything, double down on yourself and believe in yourself and you'll find a way to get out of that hole and get to a better place. You know, this is a really valuable story you share with us today, and I appreciate that. I've heard this from many guests who've gone through the the difficulty of divorce. And I want to touch on one thing you talked about. I mean, you moved back with home with your parents, which luckily you had the kind of parents that would allow that. Some people don't. But the other part of this that's more important that I heard you say was after one weekend, you went, this isn't going to work. And it wasn't because your parents are bad. I think it's because you realized I can't lean on them. I need to lean on myself and get myself pulled forward. Is, is that what I heard you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's the defining message here. And when we all go through some kind of tragedy, uh, travesty, whatever you want to call it in life, it's sometimes easy to sit back and woe is me and be sad and be miserable and, and worse off, allow yourself to be miserable versus forcing yourself to not be miserable and move forward. And that's how you get out of that situation faster, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really valuable lesson for anybody out there going through something. This could be a health issue, a life issue, whatever it might be. And I've heard this over and over again from guests. Let's say race car drivers. I've had many on the show who've had tragic accidents that are career ending. I mean, think about Chad McQueen. Uh, you know, he had a career ending tragic race accident, but he found some ways to move forward. And one of them is what we're talking about today, the Friends of Steve McQueen car show right. and putting that on and, and making that happen. And now he's handing it off to his kids to continue that wonderful legacy that his dad started by overcoming adversity and uh, figuring out a way to become successful. Very cool. You know, I like to talk about 
bucket list items looking forward with your business. It's still a young business, but you're, gosh, doing gangbusters. Where do you see your business, let's say, in the next two to three years? That's a great question. Um, in the next two to three years, ideally, I see our business working with more of the established race organizations um, and also working closer with brands um, such as uh, Porsche. That's definitely been a huge one that's uh, got a big target on its back, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look <laughs> um, out, Porsche. <laughs> yeah, that, that would just be that would just be it. And I think for a long time, although I've never really uh, been, you know, well connected or knee deep into the Porsche community, um, I think it's always been something that I've aspired to as it is sort of that that brand or that car that you aspire to have or be a part of. And so Porsche, uh, working with other brands such as uh, Suzuki, Triumph, um, you know, the larger brands, I think that would be amazing. Same with uh, even, you know, we've, we've reached out to many of the clubs, um, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini, you name it, covering events such as IMSA, um, that's definitely been up there. F1, um, Yvonne and I were just watching the F1 series Drive to Survive. I had gotten hooked on the first three seasons. And so when season four recently came out, I had her watch it with me. And, you know, we were just kind of talking about how amazing it would be to cover, you know, Formula One races as well. And, you know, really just work with more of the prestige brands and race organizations out there. I think that's that's ultimately where we see ourselves. Um, and then also in the same token, being in a better position to give back even more than what we are now. Right. That's the key. I love it. I have no doubt you're going to be there. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life, a car that really stands out for you and maybe share a story about that ride. Uh, huh. So, you know, I would have to say the Miata. Um, I, I have one now, um, which is a 2006 NC body style Miata. Uh And I purchased it a few years ago because we had an NB, a 2003, uh, which Yvonne and I were actually rear ended, uh, at a stoplight. Yeah. By a Dodge Ram truck. Oh gosh. (laughs) That's a, that's a little bit of a mismatch there. Yeah, very much so. But the Miata held up very well against that brute of a truck. Wow, you're very fortunate because that could have been catastrophic. Wow. Yeah. And what made the entire situation even more unfortunate is I had purchased the car cash and I was fixing it up and working on it. And I really wanted Yvonne to drive it um, as I taught her how to drive stick. And ever since then, that's all she's cared to drive is a manual transmission vehicle. All right. And so I wanted her to drive it. So the very first day we take it out and she's driving it and five minutes in, she's starting to get into the groove. She even, you know, turned the music up a little bit, which you could tell she was getting more comfortable. And she didn't hit a fence either, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. sorry. Hate to bring that low up. Blow. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm trying to th- throw her a, you know, a good at a girl. 
yeah, no, she, she's, she's done really well. Um, you know, even when she learned how to ride motorcycles, uh, I was really impressed with her because I literally threw her into that and wow. told her one weekend, Hey, guess what? You're going to be taking the MSF motorcycle course and getting a motorcycle license. Yeah, that's a good, that's <laughs> yeah. a good thing for anyone to do who wants to ride a bike. Yeah, except for I'm sure she didn't appreciate doing it in Arizona in the summer with oh, 110 oh, degree oh, weather. <laughs> I can't imagine. No. <laughs> but she's been a trooper, you know, and um, unfortunately, just as she was starting to get into the groove of, you know, enjoying the car and rolling through the gears, we're in Rancho Cucamonga and we're at a stoplight and all of a sudden... Black. Oh, you know? oh yeah. my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was just awful because, you know, it was their first time out in the car. And, you know, we had just gotten the car and it, it just, it was just a whole ordeal. Wow. But I told myself uh, I would definitely get another Miata. I, I just, the answer is always Miata, <laughs> you know? Um, really fun cars. They really are. They really are. And living in California and having the top down is just yeah perfect. It, it's the perfect combination. And I, I absolutely love it. And so we did. We got another one. And I actually taught her daughter how to drive stick at age 13 in oh, that nice. car. Nice. Now, you, yours has the 2.5L conversion, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. So... I picked up the car, uh, like I said, a few years ago, and it only had 89,000 miles on it. I uh, picked it up from a retired police officer who took fantastic care of it. It's beautiful, gray with tan interior, tan top. I'd never seen one like it. And um, I barely drove it, to be honest with you. I barely drove the car because I've you know, usually been really busy one way or another. As I started to drive it a little bit more last year, I noticed that it wasn't quite running as smoothly or as nice. And then eventually it was getting a bad case of rod knock. Mm. Yeah. And so I started to do my research as far as, you know, replacing the engine with a used one or rebuilding it. And either way, I was looking at, you know, a hefty chunk of change. Even for a used 2.0, you're looking at upwards towards two to $2,500 plus any other additional parts and labor, you know, so now you're getting upwards towards probably close to five grand. Um, and I had barely paid a little over six for the car. Yeah, so, it's a tough spend. Yeah, it was a head scratcher. Like, uh, so I, I did my research and I found that some people were swapping the 2.5 liter from the Ford Fusions into the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot more affordable engine and you get a lot more torque out of it and it's almost a direct swap. Wow. Um, so for me, it kind of became a no brainer to where like, okay, I can get a little bit more grunt out of the car. If worst case scenario, something happens again, it'll be fairly cheap to replace this motor. And so I did, I, I went for it and while doing so, I was like, you know what, let's just kind of give it a little bit more spice and we'll throw the cams on there and headers and a tune. And <laughs> he went down the rabbit hole, the car a rabbit little bit, hole. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. We all, we're all guilty um, of such things. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, the end result has been amazing because every time I get in the car, I just find myself loving the power. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot quicker off the line, which the 2.0 kind of had to build up and get into the higher RPMs. But now that I have that lower 
more powerful uh, torque-induced 2.5 liter from infusion, um, it, it just it just runs like a dream. It has a really flat torque curve and just the power is all the way through the RPMs pretty much. Little drop off towards the end, but it's totally fine because it definitely moves a lot more than the original 2.0. So if anyone's in that same boat, I would highly recommend doing the 2.5 swap. There you go. Good endorsement. Yeah. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today and crawl into your skull here, Wendrick. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be, but more importantly, why? Um, you know, originally, I had always kind of told myself I'd be an RX-7 just because they're different. Um, the rotary is different, you know, the, the inside, the guts of it, if you will. Um, it has a lot of character with the pop-up headlights and, you know, nice curvaceous body, um, referring more so to the FD body style, 92 to 2000-ish. You know, but when I really think about it, I would have to say a LaFerrari. Uh-oh. Well, now there's a jump. <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason why, I think, is because ever since the LaFerrari came out, uh, I've told myself, that's the car I would absolutely love to own. There's just something that was just sick. Like, I just, I fell in love with it. The technology in it, the lines, the curves, the way it looked, the red, all of it um, was just amazing. And I think that if you were to ask me, you know, what kind of car would I want to be, I would want to be the car that would force me or have me become the best version of myself in order to acquire or be, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Nice direction. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's where I'd go with that one because in order to get to that level, it's definitely going to require a lot more of me and who I am and what I'm doing now. Um, and so I would like to be that person because it's really more so the process than the destination that matters. And you know, everything that I would gain in that process of becoming the LaFerrari or acquiring the LaFerrari would, would be just as rewarding as owning it or, you know, being at that, excuse me, being at that point in life. Nice way to put that. I've got a friend up here in the Pacific Northwest that has two of those, the hardtop and the convertible. Oof, yeah, they're just, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, he's, he's got a lot of very nice cars. Uh, he's, um, uh, he had a Ferrari GTO that he sold a few years ago. I think it brought in the most money a Ferrari GTO at auction never brought in at the time. But he's been racing cars, driving cars, uh, been in the car world and had some spectacular cars over the last three, four decades. But uh, those two cars are killer. We have an event called the Exotics at Ribbon Town Center in the summertime here. And he always uh, brings one or two of his cars and invites a friend to drive one. I'm waiting for that invitation, by the way, to drive one of those to that event. But um, yeah, very cool. How about a great book? Is there a great book you've read, you've gleaned a lot from that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, um, I would say there's there's quite a few books that I've enjoyed. One is The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. <laughs> Wonderful. Gobi's um, book. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. Another book that I really enjoyed, which I think that book sort of spurred me to move on to this next book, which is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, that's a fantastic book because I think it definitely has helped me to identify what it takes to find success and or get over other trials and tribulations, you know, having that growth mindset is critical as far as moving up and moving on in life versus that of a fixed mindset. And that, that book really hit home for me. 
And another book that I enjoyed, I actually am a part of a men's book club uh, where we get together every Tuesday and go over the chapters that we read on a particular book is uh, Relentless. Oh, yeah. Um, that is another fantastic book with uh, by Tim Grover. And um, yeah, I mean, all, all three of those books have definitely been ones that I've either recommended or have purchased for someone else and said, here, you know, I'm not expecting anything in return, but, you know, read it and maybe see if it can help you any. Um, because I think reading in general is something that we can all gain from. And um, that's definitely a, a uh, recommendation I would give people, you know, in life is just, you know, if you can read more. Yes, absolutely. My listeners know I've got a great place on this website, the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 2,000 books listed there. I've made it easy with a quick click to buy. Make sure we'll put all three of these books on Wedrick's show notes page so that you can get your hands on them if you've not read them. All great recommendations. So today I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive before I let you go, which means I'm going to give you any car in the world if you want a La Ferrari. I'm going to get you one. You can be driving anywhere in the world and with anybody living or someone who's passed, which opens up the opportunities. So what does that ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? Honestly, um, this is a magical question. Of course. (laughs) You try doing it five days a week. (laughs) It gets really expensive. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Um, Despite, you know, aspirations to drive on a LaFerrari, I've also been a huge fan and I think my mom has a lot to do with it but I've been a huge fan of the older Porsche 911 Turbo late 80s model and as she says with the whale tail <laughs> yeah you know my mom passed uh, a few years ago oh, I'm and, sorry uh, thank you um it, it was far too soon you know I, I'm feel like I'm still fairly young and yeah uh, I've I've aspired to always make my mom proud, um, even though I know sometimes haven't been the there haven't been the most you know proudest of moments. But I think everyone goes through that. But um, she's definitely one person who I've always wanted to be proud of me and what I'm doing. And I always saw my mom as someone who worked really hard to provide and do the best that she could uh, with what she had. And I've been eternally grateful for that. And I know that she often used to talk about owning a Porsche 911 Turbo nice. white with the whale tail and driving up and down the coast. Um, so if I had that opportunity, I would love to have my mom drive uh, because I know that she's been wanting to drive one. I'd have her drive and I'd probably just relax in the passenger seat and just enjoy having that experience and that time with her because... You know, uh, when, when you do lose someone like uh, like a parent, a child, a significant loved one, it's tough, and you really can find yourself missing that person. And I, I really couldn't think of any other way to spend a drive aside from giving her the opportunity to drive her dream car and spend that time with her. Yeah, what a nice, nice thought. And you know, I can help you with the Porsche Turbo. I've, I've got an 87 Porsche Turbo. It's not white, it's metallic orange. 
which is very rare. Only three cars were painted that color. Your orange crush? Yeah, I can. Yeah, my orange crush. You know about it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so <laughs> I can help you with the car. And um, yeah, you know, I took a drive like that with my dad before I lost him almost five years ago now. Actually, it was five years ago, May. Um, and took him for a drive in that car, and it was great fun. He's the one that started my passion for love of cars. So I would love nothing more than to uh, provide you with that ultimate drive. Nicely said. That's wonderful. So before I let you go today, could you share maybe words of inspiration, parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Yeah, don't give up. And if there's something that you have dreamt of doing or you want to do, whether it's a business, a career change, maybe an adventure, go for it. And one of the reasons why I say this is because I remember when I was kind of doing market research and just getting ready to start First Place Visuals, Yvonne and I went to the beach and I saw a guy with a huge, huge lens on his camera and, you know, set up at the beach and he was actually taking photographs of the surfers and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to ask him a couple questions. And I ran over and I asked him a couple questions and that was kind of like what he said to me. He's like, you know, honestly, I, I wish I had just gone for it sooner. Yep. And he's like, because I'd probably be even further than where I'm at now. But he's like, look at me. I, I, getting up, I'm heading out to the beach. I love what I'm doing. I'm not stressed. And it's just amazing. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've sort of found myself in the same boat to where now that first place visuals is starting to get some traction. You know, if I had only done it sooner, I can only imagine where we would be now or where I would be now. And so that would be probably my biggest piece of advice is whatever it is that you're dreaming about or you've really considered or wanted to do, just go out and do it uh, because when people say no regrets, that's where no regrets really comes from is getting out and doing those things that you've dreamt about or wanted to do. So go for it. Absolutely, listeners. And you've heard it over and over here with the uh, over 2,000 guests I've had. If you want to do something in a field that you love, you just got to start. Absolutely. Wonderful way to end our talk today. If you want to learn more about Wedrick and Yvonne at First Place Visuals, they're easy to find, firstplacevisuals.com. I'll put a link on his website, or what's on his website, my website, Cars Yeah Podcast, on his show notes page. It's W-E-D-R-I-C-K, Wedrick Campbell, and you'll find him right there. He's the only Wedrick, so... There you go. He'll be easy to find. <laughs> and to learn more about the Friends of Steve McQueen Car and Motorcycle Show that takes place June 5th on the campus of the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California, just go to stevemcqueencarshow.com. Hey, you got to do this event. It, it's worth even flying into town and doing. This is one of those events that you'll find incredibly unique, incredibly inspiring, and it puts a lot of kids in a wonderful place to improve their lives, which is our future. So check them out. If you can't go, you can go to the Poise Republic uh, website. I'll put a link to that and you can donate to them and help them out and help them with their cause. Wedrick, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and sharing your wonderful story. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Steve McQueen Car Show and Motorcycle Show. Look forward to it, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.